Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. And they beat Van Helsing with music. Did they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no. if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. It is, and I have no idea what you're referring to at all. You wouldn't, but it's somewhat related to the movie we're covering today. Oh, interesting. So, if you're a first-time listener to this podcast, you've never heard one of our shows before, typically what we do on this show is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster, and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot of that blockbuster as humanly possible, and then we go away and compare it to the actual movie and see how close we got. And this week, we're doing The Addams Family 2, the second time we've done a sequel. Yeah, well, it's the se- Well, we've done heaps of sequels on this show. It's the second oh. time that we've done a sequel that we've covered the original movie previously on this podcast, which was always one of our goals. It was always one of our goals to do a sequel to a movie that we've already covered. I mean, we've already achieved that goal with Godzilla vs. Kong because we originally covered Godzilla King of the Monsters. But then, of course, that leads us to our secondary goal of covering a movie that Matty D appears in. It's coming. And it's, it's coming. coming. Oh, I'm so excited. I cannot wait to do that episode, but I, I fear that it's way off in the future. I feel like it's going to be mid to late 2022 until we a have little, that conversation. A little teaser for everybody. We will conquer that goal. Yes. Speaking of, weren't you supposed to be in this movie? <laughs> yeah, man. They didn't like my uh, They didn't like my audition tapes. I don't know why. Did they send you a rejection letter? <laughs> yes. Was it just a printout of a middle finger? <laughs> it was like things middle finger. Because part of your audition process was you sent them our actual spoilers episode of The Addams Family, the original 2019 Addams Family movie, in which we just bagged out that movie endlessly. So they're never going to be like, you know what, let's get that guy who just like trashed our movie for about an hour straight. Let's get him in the movie. That's the guy that we really want to represent us. Well, I figured if I go, I could either get the part or I could do a little bit of promotion. I'm always thinking about the show, Kieran. Always thinking about the show. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, if you listen to any one of our previous two podcasts covering that 2019 Adams Family movie, we talked about how we were surprised that there even was a sequel in the works because we were like, did anyone see this movie? We called it one of the most forgettable movies of 2019, but we never actually talked about the box office for that movie. In our actual spoilers, it's sort of become a tradition where we look at the box office and see how well the movie did compared to our expectations. So, I've got to ask the question, Matty D, how well do you think that 2019 Adams Family movie did in the box office to warrant making the sequel that we're here to talk about today? Do we know the budget? The budget was $24 million. I think it made over, so I'm going to guess that it made $70 million, $75 million. So, you reckon it made the same amount as Charlie's Angels? Oh, yeah, Charlie's Angels did make that. Yeah, yeah. sure, why not? And you've got to realise that that was considered a failure. So, Charlie's Angels had a $30 million budget, if I'm not mistaken, so about $5 million more than The Addams Family, and it's certainly not getting a sequel. So, does that change your well, impression at all? Yeah, I'm going to guess that it got $300 million. Ooh, you're actually pretty close that time. So, it actually made $203.7 million, of course, on a $24 million budget. Nice. That's a massive payday. Remember when movies used to make that much in the box office? (laughs) All those old times. Well, actually, I think Shang-Chi made that amount domestically in the US, which is quite a surprise, given that the movie was never released in China. It wasn't? No. Really? The Chinese Chinese government did not like the whole idea behind Shang-Chi at all. So I thought they were really targeting that market. Yeah, they were, but unfortunately that fell on its ass because, yeah, the Chinese government had other things to say about it, so the movie has never been officially released in China. Wow. 
but we're not here. We're not here to talk about Shang Chi. That's that's for a future episode. But uh, this Adams Family movie, The Adams Family Two, is actually the first of our Halloween season of podcasts. So this whole next couple of months, we're going to be talking nothing but spooky movies or scary Ooh. movies, as I like to say. So that's movies Love that are it. either scary or movies that we're scared to watch because I think The Eternals <laughs> is in there too. <laughs> So all of our uh, actual spoilers episodes are going to be like horror movie related or spooky movie related. And then most of our predictions are going to be of the same vein. You're not going to make me watch Bloodshot again, are you? No, no, we're past that point. Maybe that was the first in our scary movie podcast (laughs) marathon. (laughs) Because I was certainly scared to revisit that movie. (laughs) Now, at this point in the podcast, we typically go into what our histories are of the Addams Family. But we've already done two whole episodes on talking about that original Addams Family movie. Everybody knows we've seen it. Everybody knows our thoughts on the movie. So if you haven't listened to those episodes yet, now's your chance to go back and catch up on those ones because we cover all of our histories and all of our thoughts on that movie in those two other podcasts. The specific one to look for is Adam's Family One prediction and Adam's Family One review, but we also talk about- (laughs) That's not what the title is at all, but yeah, close enough. (laughs) Uh, We talked about it in our 2019 wrap-up, right? Yeah, we did. So we've actually talked about the Adam's Family 2019 Three times in three separate podcasts. So there you go. So yeah, we've. I would almost argue that we've talked about the Adams family to death. But here we are <laughs> talking about a sequel because we did promise. We did promise that we would cover this movie as soon as the trailers came out. There's been two trailers released for this movie. So you know, what else do we know about this movie so far? Well, what we can tell is this movie is about the Adams family going on a family vacation around America. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea is Gomez and Morticia are trying to bond with their kids because their kids are growing up. They're starting to become their own people. They're kind of separating from their parents. Yep. And so this is their one last chance to do a family trip together yep. around America. Because I don't think the Adams family kids are that old. I think they're probably in their mid-teens, but they're acting like they're about to move out, basically. <laughs> and they certainly don't yep. look any older. Because how old were they in the original movie? Like, they were just... 13. Well, Wednesday was, like, just high school age. So, I think yeah. she's maybe 15 now? 13. I don't know. So, yeah, I think she is currently about 15, though she doesn't look any different. She looks like she might be eight, <laughs> just from the animation style anyway. She could be maturing late. Now, I do actually have the official plot synopsis for this movie. That's from the official website, if you want to hear that. Yep. It may help out our plots. It may not. Let's find out. Well, these trailers are very vague, so I think it can't hurt. Oh, I don't think they're too vague. They really sort of give a solid idea of what's going to happen in the movie. There Although, is a character yes. cast in this movie that we don't see at all in the trailer. No. Well, not really. So, I, I guess that's all just left up to our interpretation. That's really where our predicting powers come in. But let's let's hear this official synopsis. So, here we go. Everyone's favourite spooky family is back in the animated comedy sequel, The Addams Family 2. In this all-new movie, we find Morticia and Gomez distraught that their children are growing up, skipping family dinners, and totally consumed with scream time. Not to be confused laughter. Pause for laughter. Not to be confused with uh, screen time. That's of course scream time. To reclaim their bond, they decide to cram Wednesday, Pugsley, Uncle Fester, and the crew into their ass. No, into their haunted camper and hit the road for one last miserable family vacation. Their adventure across America takes them out of their element and into hilarious run-ins with their iconic cousin, It. Now, mind you, It is actually spelt wrong in the official plot synopsis. How do they spell It? The regular way, I-T, but cousin It, as we know, is spelt with two Ts. It's like they don't know what they're doing with this franchise. That, autom- that automatically like puts a negative spin on the movie for me. I'm like, they don't know how to do these characters at all. They don't even know how to spell the characters' names right. Well, it is Snoop Dogg, so, you know. Yeah, maybe he insisted. But he spells his name with two Gs. <laughs> they should know. 
Maybe it's a gag. So, hilarious run-ins with their iconic cousin It, as well as many new kooky characters. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> and that, of course, was from the official website. Did they just copy and paste the synopsis for the last movie? Yeah, and then added in the whole thing about a road trip. Yes. Yeah, might as well have. So, I don't know if that really covers everything that we're going to see in the movie. I mean, obviously, they don't want to give anything away, but the impression that I'm getting from the trailers is that I think the whole road trip element is only one small element of the whole plot. I think there's going to be sort of like a deeper, more sort of deep running issues going throughout this story, but yeah. <laughs> I think they're holding a lot of cards close to their chest. It sounds like you don't agree, Matty D. We disagree then, because okay. my movie in my head is a complete road trip. Okay, I'm actually really excited to hear what you have. I, I want to hear what your ideas are for this plot, because <laughs> you're probably going to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to put my foot down right now. You're I was wrong. wrong in the last movie, so you know. Well, well <laughs> weren't we all? <laughs> we did an awful job last time. Now, I actually recall writing my plot to that original 2019 movie in a parking lot. I was sitting in my car writing it, like, on my phone. So, no wonder, like, it was so shit. So, I'm really hoping to redeem myself for this one. Now, before we dive into our plots, let's talk about who's in the movie. Now, most of these characters and actors we've actually covered in the previous episodes. So, if you want to hear our impressions on those characters and the actors, again, go back and listen to that original 2019 Adams Family episode. If you haven't already, we've given you two warnings now. So, returning as Gomez Adams is Oscar Isaac, and returning as Morticia Adams, his wife, Wednesday's mother, Pugsley's mother, <laughs> grandmama's granddaughter, yeah, well, you know, that same old gag. Good callback. Is Charlize Theron, and then we've got Chloe Grace Moretz as Wednesday again, Nick Kroll as Uncle Fester, Bette Midler again wasted on Grandmama Adams because she does nothing Definitely. in the movie, and then pointlessly playing cousin It is Snoop Dogg. Now, we do actually have a few new faces to this cast. Now, he actually was in the last movie, but they never actually credited him. We actually thought he was going to be a mute in that first movie until we actually saw it. So... <laughs> So, returning as Lurch is Conrad Vernon, who is a big sort of animated feature voice actor. We love it when actual voice actors get roles in these big Hollywood animated features. Even if it's just groaning. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know Conrad Vernon from too much, but I know he played the gingerbread man in the Shrek movies. The big one or the, the little one? The little one. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a very yeah. different voice, I know, but, you know, that's the thing about voice actors. They're versatile, unlike, you know, most physical presence actors. Voice actors are just more versatile. That's why they should be getting the roles. Next up, replacing Finn Wolfhart as Pugsley Adams is Javon Walton. Again, I'm not really familiar with Javon Walton at all. He is, uh, I think we explained this in our actual spoilers episode, he's a child actor, so he hasn't done too many roles. But interestingly enough, he's going to appear in an upcoming superhero movie with Sylvester oh, Stallone. With Sylvester Stallone? Yeah, Sylvester Stallone is doing a superhero movie. Oh, is King Shark getting his own movie? No, he's not. So oh. this is like, uh, I think Sylvester Stallone, no, I'd, I doubt Sylvester Stallone wrote it, but yeah, I think Sylvester Stallone is starring as his own superhero in a movie, and then Javon Walton is going to be in the movie as well. So should we cover it on this show? Sounds like fun. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be a blockbuster or not, but you know, it might be fun to cover even just in a small way. Well, you love superhero movies. Yeah, well, I just love the idea of like Sylvester Stallone as he is now, like wearing spandex and running around. <laughs> It's gonna, it might be like a real sort of like Fat Man style scenario. It could be like another Judge Dredd. Yeah, exactly. That was terrible. Well, we don't have to keep it if you don't want. No, I said the movie was terrible, is what I was saying. Oh, okay. Well, the joke was too, but <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so next up, playing the character of Cyrus, who we know nothing about. I think this is the character that you said doesn't appear in the trailer at all. Yeah. 
is Bill Hader. Now, of course, we know Bill Hader from his most famous role as voice consultant for BB-8 in the Star Wars prequels. Have we actually covered a movie on this show before with him in it? I would be surprised if we haven't. No, I don't think we have. Hmm. Oh, correct us if we're wrong, but yeah, this might be our first time talking about Saturday Night Live alumni Bill Hader. Of course, he does a lot of comedy movies. Uh, I've got a soft spot for him in Hot Rod, if you know that movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. And then finally, an actor we have talked about before, playing an unnamed character, is Wallace Shawn, who, of course, we've talked about before because he played Rex in Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Him playing a bad guy? That's inconceivable. <laughs> well, we don't Very know if much. he's a bad guy. It's just sort of suggested that he might be, but we don't actually yeah. know. It, it seems like he might be. Yeah. All right, let's get straight into talking about our plots, what we think is going to happen in the movie. Now, I listened back to our actual spoilers episode on that original movie yesterday, and interestingly enough, we actually made some really early predictions in that episode. Do you remember that at all, Matt? I do. Yeah, I do vaguely remember we had some predictions before we started the plot. Yeah. Well, right. at the very end, when we said that the sequel was up and coming, we, we both mm. sort of made early predictions. Well, you started us off and you said, oh, I think blah, 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 blah. And I said, oh, I'm going to add on to that and said, blah, 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 blah. So there was no information about the movie at all. There was just like a teaser trailer or something like that, which had no information in it. So mm. these were just off the top of our head predictions. But I'm putting down the gauntlet now. I'm laying down the gauntlet right now, giving us a real challenge. If we agree to stand by our original predictions... I'm going to throw so many bonus points, and I think you should agree to, too, at our, like, down the track, who knows when, what year we'll be doing it, when we do our actual spoilers revisit for Adam's Family 2, if any of our original predictions are in the movie, I think, you know, maybe double points or something like that. Yeah, what, what did we say? So you, Matt, you actually said the movie will be about Fester and Margot's wedding. Damn it. <laughs> do you still think that's the case? No. And I said that there'll be another Adam's Family reunion, and an evil family member will be the antagonist. Again? Ooh, maybe. I, again, I don't know if that's going to be the case, but but I tell you what, I'm going to stick by my guns if that actually happens in the movie. Double points, please. I'm not saying yeah, like definitely. I'm not saying like double my whole overall score, like maybe <laughs> like 4 points instead of 2. You know what yeah. I mean? And if there's a wedding, if they feature Margot and Fester Adams' marriage in the movie at all, or if even if we just see photographs from it, I'm going to count it for you as well. Oh, thank you. But I, I can't believe you thought the whole movie was going to be about their wedding. Like, how do you drag that out? Oh, I don't know. It's, a, it's an event, though. It's an Adams family event, which True. they love to do. True. It gives them an excuse to bring all the extended family together again. Mm-hmm. And they don't need much of an excuse to do that. All right, which one of us is going to go first? I'll go first then. I want to preface this by saying some of my inspiration for my plot. I think this movie is going to be very similar to Hotel Transylvania, the third one where they go on the cruise. Okay. And I also think it's going to be very similar to a version of National Lampoon. Yes. Slash the very goofy movie, you know, where Goofy and Max go off on a road trip. Oh, I was really hoping you'd you'd mention those two as inspirations because I (laughs) thought of those as well. Not necessarily Hotel Transylvania, though, because I've never seen one of those movies. Me neither, but they kind of seem very close. Okay. Yeah, you're right. They are very similar premises. Almost like they're the same movie. Mm. I tell you what, between uh, this episode and doing our actual spoilers, I'll watch that Hotel Transylvania movie and I'll see if they have the same gags in it. (laughs) Because I can guarantee you they do. I bet they do too. All right. So, we're going to start with a good old-fashioned cold open. Cold as the Adams family heart, where Mm. we're going to have Wednesday Adams conducting an experiment bringing a cadaver to life. Okay. So she announces she's going to do that, and it's all very dramatic. The zombie, which will come to life, will be played for either cuteness or like comedy factor, will rise, mm-hmm. and we'll zoom out to reveal that this whole thing was actually a science fair. 
The teachers and parents are horrified. Morticia and Gomez look with pride at their kids amidst the chaos. And Pugsley is seen at a table there with a volcano that he's entered into this competition. Mm-hmm. It explodes and we get our title sequence. Da-da-da-da. <laughs> it's going to be a catchy song as well. Yeah. One of those you know. awful, disgusting, jazzed up hip hop versions of the original. <laughs> of the Adams family, yeah, that's right. Like we had in the last movie. So I just had a quick question about the cadaver that she's bringing to life. What's it going to look like? Uh, maybe it'll be like an animal, not a, not a human. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like a what's, a. what's a popular animal that they can sell toys of? Hippo- um, a hippopotamus. <laughs> where would Wednesday Adams get a hippopotamus? I don't know where she's going to get a cadaver from. Uh, she's Wednesday Adams. Maybe it'll be a squirrel. Okay. So it's not a person after all, it is a squirrel she's bringing back yeah, to life. Yeah, we'll say it's like or a, some a, sort a, of animal. Yeah, a mutated cadaver squirrel. Okay, interesting. So we're reintroduced to the Adams family. Morticia calls for dinner and each character makes their own way down. For example, Festa falls through the floor. We see this in the trailer. The grandma will appear in a smoke cloud. The kitty will Ooh. cough up thing, but the kids aren't there. So Fester turns around to reveal that he's got a letter stapled to his back since he was talking to Pugsley a moment ago. And Morticia rips the letter off to reveal it's a, le- it's a letter from Pugsley and Wednesday saying that they're too busy to come to family dinner. Yeah, they're just Morticia- going to sit in their room and starve. That's right. That's right. Mort- well, you know, it's kind of Adam's family-esque. Yeah, they might enjoy starving. Yeah, you know, who, who knows? The rules to this family are weird, yes. as we've said before. We've- uh, Morticia goes up to see what's happening to her children. They're in a torture room, hearing a possessed skeleton scream. That's your screen time, by the way. Okay. And the, and the magic glow, like, gets projected on their faces so that we get the metaphor that this is, you know, TV time. Okay. So, that's the scream time they were talking about in the synopsis. That's the scream time. Okay. And, you know, who knows? Maybe they're also watching a show about a red bird. Yes. Hosted by Margot. <laughs> uh, Morticia comes down dejected. This has been a trend she's noticed, but she doesn't understand why her children don't want to spend time with her or her family anymore and why they're so distant. Yep. The grandma says that this is something she needs to get on top of or she'll lose them forever. Yeah. She says that you don't want them to turn out to be accountants, do you? And just like in the first movie, she's going to be very judgy towards Morticia and give her false reasons to fear. Hmm. She also says, the grandma that is, that this happened to her boys when her boys were young. And what she did was she took them out on a family trip to see the world. And shot them. (laughs) And shot them. And took them out into the woods and shot them in the head. And this sparks Gomez to declare that what they should do is take the old Adams family van out for a trip one last time. Now, just like in the trailer, we're going to see Wednesday having a moment with her voodoo dolls. She laments that no one understands her, but takes a moment to use the Pugsley voodoo doll to throw him to an inanimate tree or to the animated tree. You know, that yeah. willow thing. That the one have. from the first movie. The mm, Whomping Willow. That's the Whomping Willow, yeah. It pretty much is. It might as well be. The next morning, the children wake up to find that they're being told that they're going on a family trip. They're mortified. Gomez and Festa will tell stories about their brotherly bonding experiencing traveling on the camper, which will mainly consist of them and how they tried to kill each other. Yeah. Good old classic Adams Family humor. So there are going to be some things sprinkled throughout the movie where Margot will be referred to but not seen. Yeah. Maybe she'll be away on business yeah, or something. Yeah. She's still in jail from your previous plot. <laughs> remember, right, I've got remember she went to she went to jail in your in your previous plot and uh she did a tv show from inside the jail which would have been better yes well in the actual movie she just married uncle fester and they like helped the adams family extended family move into the town nearby 
But maybe Uncle Fester keeps photos of him and Margot and he says, oh, this is when we did our honeymoon over here, here and here, and, but I we just, never actually seen I just had a really dark, funny idea. What if Uncle yeah. Fester killed her and just, like, <laughs> keeps her dead body around? Just, like, a rotting corpse. And he, he, like, takes photos like, oh, this is us on our honeymoon. It's just him in a bed with a rotting corpse. How dark <laughs> and horrible would that be? <laughs> It'd be totally Adam's family, though. If they went more adult with it, I think that's what they'd do. Could you imagine an adult Adam's family? America's spookiest family is back. There's Cortez and Horticia, Uncle Pester and Crotch, Thingy and Tuesday. But the family's in trouble. I think we might very well be ruined. And they need cash in a flash. Let's open a whorehouse. Now everyone's pitching in. We just love working with our hands. I didn't know you had all that up under your robe. Snap your fingers and pay a call on The Madam's Family. Yeah, not really. Anyway, they get on the camper and they drive off in chaotic fashion. We see this in the trailer. Mm. Okay, now this is where I start making some bold predictions, which may or may not be in the movie at all. Meanwhile, there's a small old man played by our good friend, Wallace Shawn, mm-hmm. and his name is Van Shelsing. <laughs> let okay. that sit with you. I'm going to let oh, that wow. sit with you. It's not sitting well, let me tell you that. <laughs> I it needed 20 more minutes in the oven. <laughs> so he's handing a book over to either, I haven't decided if it's a publishing company or a university. I'm going to say it's a university because he has written about creepy and kooky stuff found on the earth. The college tells him that they can't endorse it or publish it because there's no evidence of any of it. And he gets mocked and asked to leave. Mm. Him and his lackey, which will be a big, strong muscle guy, go to leave. They stop at a diner on their way back to whatever county they're from. <laughs> that's, Who knows? that's the Matty D staple. People stopping at diners. <laughs> it's America. <laughs> True. It's like a David Lynch movie or something. So they stop at a you know service station diner and they're sitting there sort of planning their next move. And um, Van Shelsing tells his muscle that he needs to find some proof of his findings. Mm. Like, for example, that weird family that we, that the TV presenter showed, you know, some time ago. I don't think she ever did, actually. All right. Well, maybe he heard rumors about it. Okay. That was a pretty Again, good impression, by the way. I'm forgetting so much of that first movie. Yeah. Most forgettable movie of 2019, I think we called it. <laughs> Suddenly, Shelsing hears the cook telling the waiter that they don't serve live octopus. And who the hell would want to order that anyway? I can think of some people. Mm. Shelsing turns around and notices the Adams family, a few booths down being weird and loud. And he's like, ding, 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 ding. So Shelsing heads over to talk to the family, realizing that he might have made a breakthrough. Um, he talks to them and they're very friendly, classic Adams things. Uh, and he asks if he can interview them. And they politely tell him that they're actually on a family vacation. And he says, look, wait right there. I'm going to co- go, get, go get my notepad from my car and we'll, we'll do this interview now. So he runs to his car. He grabs a tranquilizer. But just as he's about to head back towards them, he realizes that their camper has driven off. Oh, what assholes. They promised him. <laughs> well, not really. They said, yeah, maybe. Why not? You know, they're off in their own little world. Yeah. So he follows them hastily, explaining to his number two that he needs to expose them. Uh, we got to stop only- them so the truth can come out. Exactly. Inconceivable. Um, and not only write about them, but capture them putting them in a museum. So the song, They Live in a Museum, will finally be <laughs> Finally. The first stop that the Adams family go on is Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. Niagara Slowly Falls. I turn, step by step, <laughs> inch by inch. Sorry. <laughs> Where Gomez will hop in a barrel and ride off into the falls. Just for fun. Just for fun. Pugsley will also meet another family with a girl his age. Mm. 
they are, this family is going to be like the nice Ned Flanders family. Oh, okay. So they're Christians, like devout Christians. Well, this happened in National Lampoon, right? There was the the perfect family that tra- and it's like a staple, like the, yeah. the perfect family that's going on the same. It happens locations. in both live action Adams Family movies as well. Yeah, actually, all they three rip the page out of that rule book. They're going to be doing the same trip as the Adams Family, and for the first time ever, Pugsley will have a romance. Mm. So we've never seen it before, and I think that's a good idea yeah, to we've, do. We've seen Wednesday have a romance before, mm. but not Pugsley. There you go. And a very clever would- and unique idea, I must say. <laughs> you have it, don't you? Yep. <laughs> uh, she will also be an explosion enthusiast, since that's Pugsley's whole thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, don't don't go dirty there. I wasn't. Okay. I don't know how you can. Uh, this is interrupted by Wednesday, who uses the voodoo doll, like we see in the trailer, to send Pugsley over into the water, where it gets his voodoo doll gets eaten by a fish and he gets dragged away. Yeah. Next, because I'm skipping all over the place here, they go to a beachside resort to relax, mm-hmm. staying at one of Gomez's distant cousins' hotel, Transylvania. No, just one of his <laughs> hotels. Yep. And this is where they'll meet Cyrus, played by Bill Hader. Now, Cyrus will be a more suave, better-looking, tall version of Gomez, who immediately hits on Morticia and makes Gomez feel inadequate. Cyrus will be overacted. Okay. (laughs) Uh, We'll meet uh, Cousin It on the jet ski. We see this in the trailer, and Festa will be scaring people by pretending he's a shark with a fin on his back. That was actually one of the original Charles Adams newspaper cartoons, was the Adams family on the beach with Festa scaring people dressed as a shark. Oh, there you go. That's a cool callback. Mm. So, next they'll go to the Grand Canyon. Pugsley will detonate a bomb in the Grand Canyon to impress the girl. Cyrus flies his plane and surprises Gomez there. He's just going to be on this trip as well, and he'll continue to smooth talk Morticia. Yeah. So, he's like El Porco Rosso or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, he's extremely wealthy and cool. Yeah. So, while they're going around the world, they're going to meet different Adams Around the world? Wow. Sorry, around America. They're going to meet- different Adams family members that we haven't seen before. The one that lives on the Grand Canyon will be like Bigfoot. Okay. They will camp with him for the night or camp with his family. Yeah. Now we'll have an, a few nice character moments. Van Shelsing will try to catch them, but ends up falling into the Grand Canyon. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Now this is not seen in the trailer, but I guarantee they'll go here. They'll go to the tar pits. Oh, like the La Brea tar pits in Los That's Angeles. Right. Mm-hmm. I did think that as well, but I didn't include it in my plot. There you go. When they go there, Van Shelsing will drive his car and actually go into the tar. Yeah. If they're going to go there, someone's going to end up in the tar. Yeah. The climax in the movie will be an Adam's family party. It'll be like a disco party because we've seen oh, really? that in the trailer. Really? I didn't notice that. Yeah. it's uh, We see it in the scene where the cat or the lion eats or is like partying with Cousin It. Okay. If it seems like I'm rushing this, it's because <laughs> I actually have no idea how this movie is going to end. No. But we're, we're going to have Pugsley getting his first kiss at oh. this party. Very nice. Cyrus so, make- hold on. Where is this party taking place? Uh, <laughs> you didn't think about this at all, did you? Nope. We'll say, what's a good place that they can- The Adams find- Family residence. Yeah, it's just one of the Adams Family distant cousins' okay. place. Sure. Cyrus will make a move on Morticia, but she will say that she only has eyes for one man and yeah. comes out to a sad Gomez and offers him a dance. And no, 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 Matty D, you're missing the obvious joke here. She comes out what? with a pair of eyes and gives them to him. <laughs> because here's those eyes that I have for you. There you go. And a heart. Yep, a still beating heart. Beautiful. Morticia and Gomez will do their romantic tango because we love seeing that as the audience. Yeah, just speak then, for yourself. <laughs> just then, Van Shelsing appears saying he's caught them. 
but he's covered in tar. Remember, he was in the tar pits and he yep. had to like scratch his way out. Yeah, like in Sin City Go- or something. Yeah, Gomez and everyone will greet him like an old friend, thinking that he's actually a relative. So Gomez will be like, oh, great Uncle oh. Tar Man. <laughs> tar Man from Return of the Living Dead, you're here. Yeah, yeah, Tar Man. And they'll do a traditional Adam's Family dance, much to Shelsing's dismay. Yeah, absolutely, the Mushka. And he's and Van Shelsing's just going to be in between him trying to catch them, but he's being pushed around. He's like, no, stop it. No, what are you doing? And he'll pull away and order his muscle to do something. Do something, you big lug. Uh, and berate him for being an idiot. And you know where this is going, right? Yeah, yeah of course. Shelsing will realize, will not realize that he's actually standing on a catapult. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the muscle launches him off. There you go. The muscle and Lurch share a somber moment, being a new gay couple for the Adams <laughs> Family universe. Okay. Morticia and Gomez will do a display of fireworks and spookiness, leading the children to be impressed, saying they are cool. Morticia tells them that they're getting older and they understand that they're becoming their own people and they as parents need to take a step back. But both Wednesday and Pugsley say they, they tell their parents how terrible and how embarrassing they are, but how they wouldn't want them to change at all because, you know, in Adam's family logic, being embarrassing and being terrible is actually good. Yep, exactly. Nice, happy moment, Finn. Done. And that's, that's your movie. My wow. Well, I love that we've gone like a full role reversal since the first episode. So where you put way more effort into the plots and all the intricacies <laughs> in the first episode, it's clearly not the case this time around. Because I don't think I agree with you at all. I mean, we have like one or two points that are similar, but for the most part, we have almost entirely different like plots and themes and all sorts of things. Well, there's not a lot of information on the trailer. I know you no. think there is, but I just don't see it. I'm seeing a lot of inference, so I'm just going to build on that inference. All right. Well, let's see what you have. Oh, yes. Oh, let's get into it. So, you put a lot of thought into this? More than I should have, to be honest. I really put way too much brain power than I think is necessary for a movie like this, but well, I suppose <laughs> we'll find out who's actually closer to the plot at the end of the day. I have a feeling it's going to be me. We'll see. So, I think the movie will open up with a montage of the Adams family waking up in the morning and preparing for a brand new day, and we'll see all the classic characters waking up and going through their morning routine, but with a spooky and kooky twist to each of their mundane actions. So, when they don't brush their teeth with toothpaste, they brush it with slug paste, and you know, all that standard old, tired Adams family tropes. Of course. So, as Wednesday and Pugsley prepare for school, Morticia and Gomez wish them luck on their projects for today's school science fair. <laughs> So now we essentially cut to where you think the movie is going to open. So at the school science fair, we see that Wednesday Adams has set up an elaborate Frankenstein-esque laboratory in the middle of the school gymnasium. Oh, why did I put this word down? She synthesizes. She wow. Synthesizes. She synthesizes. She synthesizes. That's a tongue twister. Big word, Kieran. She cooks up a formula and she promises to the crowd that she'll bring her dead uncle back to life. She pulls a sheet off Uncle Fester who lies seemingly dead on a slab next to her. Of course, it's going to be Uncle Fester. Wednesday pours the formula down Fester's gullet, who in turn springs to life, burping and scaring several of the watching children. Meanwhile, Pugsley shows off a model volcano to some girls he's crushing on, which he's titled Volcano Apocalypse. At first, it seems like a regular model volcano, but when Pugsley pours in bicarb soda into the top, real lava spews out, sending the gymnasium on fire leading Uncle Fester to douse the flaming Pugsley with a bucket of water. As a result of their calamity, both Wednesday and Pugsley are suspended from school. So that gives them enough time to go on, like, say, a road trip. It's sounding very much like the Goofy movie. Yeah, kind of. 
Back at home, Morticia and Gomez aren't that upset about their children's suspension and seem to think that they're just misunderstood. Now, I also think, quite like you, that Margot and Parker Needler won't play a huge role in this movie, and I think this is just going out on a limb here. I think we'll learn that Uncle Fester drove Margot insane, causing her to be locked up in a mental asylum and Parker was taken away by protective services. That's sad. Yeah. Well, it'd be funny. (laughs) Since Wednesday's one true friend at school is now gone, Wednesday feels more isolated and feels that she has no one she really connects with. After a wacky dinner with the rest of the family, Wednesday notices that she's always a pessimist, while the rest of the Adams are more happy-go-lucky and goofy. Pugsley is becoming more horny and wants to have his first kissy and spends a lot of his time in his bedroom making out with his pillow and practicing pickup lines. This is a family movie. Yeah, well, I think it's going to happen. I also think there's going to be a scene as well where Uncle Fester sits down with Pugsley and tries to explain, like, romance to him. And he's just like, when I was courting Margot, this is what I did. <laughs> and I did this. And when you when you want to pick up a girl, you got to say this. And so he's giving him tips. And I think Pugsley will sort of carry across those tips throughout the movie. And they will be great tips, right, for Uncle Fester because he's a womanizer. Yeah, exactly. So both Adam's children will retreat into their own rooms. And Wednesday will start to question why everyone in her family is so different to herself. She's like, I'm surrounded by idiots. Why am I the only smart one here? (laughs) Meanwhile, the Adams family house is being watched by a mysterious pair of strangers, a tiny old man and a hulking lurch-like figure. They observe the Adams through binoculars and the small man who I've just called Wallace because I didn't have a name. (laughs) You didn't didn't pick a name. Uh, Let's call him Jerry. His name is now Jerry, as in like geriatric. So Jerry tells the audience, while well, he's telling, you know, the Lurch character, uh, that he's going to finally expose the Adams family for what they are really doing. The other guy, Lurch, will be Cyrus just for convenience. <laughs> <laughs> you lazy. Yes. You're so lazy. What, played by Bill Hader? Yeah, sure. Okay. He's just going, Ugh. What a waste of Bill Hader's talent. Well, they've got fucking Bette Midler doing nothing in this movie. They've got Snoop Dogg doing nothing in this movie. Might as well continue that tradition. Uh, true. Wednesday and Pugsley will soon grow distant from the rest of the family, focusing a lot of their attention on Scream Time, which is a parody of Screen Time, of course, we've talked about this, except the Adams children are focusing on being spooky rather than looking at their phones. Sort of similar so to you, is, but not in the same way. So they're what, just doing- like the practicality of that? They're just doing sort of like macabre stuff on their own rather than spending time with the family. So, you know, uh-huh. Wednesday's got her little miniature uh, guillotine set up and Pugsley's, I don't know, he's blowing shit up. He's very one note in this animated movie, so that's all he seems to do. Oh, actually, he was super horny, so maybe he's <laughs> doing a different kind of explosions. <laughs> anyway, different volcano. So at this point, Wednesday will make a... Vo- <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wednesday will make a voodoo doll of Pugsley since her parents tell her to spend more time playing with him. When Wednesday and Pugsley eventually refuse to join their family for dinner, so quite like in your plot, we've got a note stapled to the back of uh, Uncle Fester, Gomez begins to worry that the family will be torn apart forever. At the same time, Gomez and Morticia notice that they're being watched by Wallace and Cyrus. Sorry, Jerry and Cyrus. (laughs) And they seem to know who the two men are and are worried by their presence. Ooh, the plot thickens. But Gomez has an idea. Gomez produces a caravan or an RV for our American audiences that looks like it's straight from Wacky Races and tells everyone that they're going on a road trip. Pugsley is excited to get out of the house, while Wednesday can't imagine anything worse. As they bundle their belongings and their pet lion into the caravan, Gomez reveals to Morticia that the road trip will also be a great way of avoiding a confrontation with Jerry. So weird that they're scared in this movie, because they never are scared. Well, they're not scared, they just want to avoid him. They're just like, okay. oh, ignore that man. He sees nothing. Like, they're not, like, scared of what he'll do. He's just like, they just want to avoid him at all costs for some mysterious reason. 
So the Adams set off on their road trip and almost straight away were treated to hijinks as they caused chaos on the highway by driving on the wrong side of the road. So they originally planned to visit Salem, you know, the home of the Salem witch trials, but Uncle Fester at the last minute really wants to stop off at Niagara Falls and he grabs the wheel from Thing and, like, steers them off in the wrong direction. We see that in the trailer. Yeah. At Niagara Falls, the Adams all fall into their usual shtick, with Gomez and Morticia being annoyingly romantic with each other, Fester scares the tourists, and Pugsley flirts with a pair of cute girls. So Wednesday notices Pugsley's lame attempts at wooing the teens, he's using the pickup lines that uh, Fester used, not too much luck, and she tosses his voodoo dolls into the falls, leading to a hilarious slapstick that we see in the trailer, and causing Gomez Adams to leap into the falls in a barrel to rescue him. They then travel to various other American landmarks, including Mount Rushmore, because we're finally going to see Mount Rushmore in a movie since it wasn't in our Zombieland prediction. Nice. Maybe they'll end up defacing the faces to resemble their own. Maybe Pugsley will just (laughs) blow them up. Who knows? He blows up Mount Rushmore. That'd be sick. Yeah, and then they go to the Grand Canyon, which Pugsley, of course, blows up. (laughs) He seems very one-note, this Pugsley character. Yes, exactly. I think he very much is, as I already said, in these animated movies anyway. He never used to be. Like, he had more layers than this in the original movies. Yes, he did. He was sort of kind of similar to Wednesday as well, where they sort of had this sort of, like, sick, macabre joy in, like, hurting people and each other. He kind of seemed like Wednesday, except, like, dumber. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I wouldn't say that's too deep of a character, but they've they've seemed to have, like, minused him (laughs) even more in in these specific animated movies. It's just like, I like to blow stuff up. That's it. Yeah. So, I think around this stage in the movie as well, the movie will turn into Little Miss Sunshine, and Wednesday will be entered into a child beauty pageant, where she'll frighten- Sorry, you go. That was in the trailer, and I missed- I didn't mention it. No, you did not. Where she'll frighten the other girls and the audience by being macabre and disturbing. But yeah, it'll essentially just be a straight rip-off of that scene from Little Miss Sunshine. Except with no stripping. No stripping. No no child stripping. Will she do a strip tease? No. (laughs) She'll just, like we see in the trailer, she'll roll her eyes in the back of the head and everyone will start throwing up. Will she have a false belly as well? (laughs) Fingers crossed. (laughs) Festa will teach her how to, like, catwalk. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wednesday soon notices that they're being followed by Jerry and Cyrus, but when she questions her parents about them, Morticia and Gomez just dismiss her concerns. They're like, oh, that's nobody. Don't worry about him. Along the way, Jerry and Cyrus are continually prevented from catching up with the Adams family in various slapstick moments, exactly like in your plot. You know, they're going to fall down the Grand Canyon, they're going to drive into the tar pits if they're in the movie at all, just piggybacking on your plot now. (laughs) You know, something will happen to, like, destroy their car in some way, break their windscreen, all sorts of fun. Like, the the trailer will will kick up a rock that will go through their windscreen, cause them to crash. Yeah, you you got to make, you got to put it in there so you can have a 3D release. Yeah, that's a good point. The Adams make a stop in Los Angeles, where they plan to have a day at the beach and meet up with Cousin It, who hasn't been with them at this point. Uncle Fester will do his classic gag where he wears a shark's fin on his back to scare away the tourists. Look, I've got it too. And once all the beachgoers have been scared off, Cousin It will arrive on his jet ski, inexplicably listening to a Snoop Dogg song that will be incredibly on the nose. Just to let the audience know that Snoop Dogg is indeed voicing this character. Because no one would know otherwise. No. Cousin It joins the family for the rest of their road trip, and at night, he and Kitty overdo it, snorting lines of catnip like they're cocaine or something. <laughs> As is standard in all of Maddie D's road trip plots, the Adams have an evening where they chat around the campfire. This actually hey. happened in your plot as well. There you go. We did see it in the trailer. They reminisce. What a device. Yes. They reminisce about the birth of Wednesday and Pugsley, and Uncle Fester reveals that he swapped a bunch of babies around in the maternity ward while visiting Baby Wednesday, which is incredibly fucked up, mind you. That is so messed up. Like, I'm actually shocked that they went there at all. 
It's like uh, Once Upon a Time in America. Yes, it is. It almost exactly like that scene. I thought of that as well. This leads Wednesday to believe that the Adams aren't her real family and that Jerry might know the truth about who her real parents are for some reason. Don't ask me why. Oh, so it's not a gag in your plot. It's actually a story device. Yes, it is. In the dead of night, Wednesday runs away from the caravan and starts a road trip of her own, hitchhiking away along Route 66. So Wednesday eventually meets up with a group of tough bikers who all take a liking to her straight away and offer to help her find her real family. So, of course, they're going to do that standard Pee-wee's big adventure thing where, like, they all rock up looking tough and you think that Wednesday's in trouble, but then they all sort of take a liking to her, like, dark and gothic macabre nature. And they're like, oh, she's all right. She's going to be an honorary member of our gang. The movie then devolves into a chase where the Adams are desperately trying to find Wednesday and bring her back. Wednesday is desperately trying to chase the truth. And Jerry continues to try and catch up with the Adams. And it all comes to a head when all three parties finally collide at another famous American landmark. Take your pick. I couldn't think of one. Uh, Las Vegas. Sure, that's a landmark now. <laughs> um, Gomez and Morticia try to convince Wednesday that she's really their daughter. And Jerry finally confronts them and threatens to reveal the whole dark truth. He worked at the hospital. Now, I know oh. what you're thinking, but you're wrong. Because it turns out that Wallace is actually from the state hospital for the criminally insane. And Lurch was a patient of his that escaped. Remember that in the first movie? But wasn't the hospital, like, run down and abandoned? Yeah, I'm getting to that. (laughs) Okay, good. And he and Lurch's brother, Cyrus, have been trying to find him for years. They mistakenly believe that Lurch was kidnapped by the Adams and is being held against his will. Which is basically true, mind you. It is. Gomez and Morticia know that the hospital would eventually come looking for Lurch and didn't want him taking away, which is why they were trying to avoid Jerry and Cyrus the whole time. Now, I know, as you said, I know that they actually live in the asylum that Lurch escaped from, but who cares? I couldn't think of anything else. I know this is just (laughs) nonsense, but I'm like, I don't know what the twist of the movie is going to be. So, yeah, this is the closest I could, you know, this is the best thing that I could come up with. They moved out of the hospital. No, they didn't. They still live in the asylum. Yeah, that's their house. Well, according to you, they live in a museum, so. <laughs> Not yet. So Lurch moans and lets Jerry and his brother know that he's come to love being an unpaid slave for the Adams. And Wallace remarks that he appears to be cured of his violent mental tendency. So he's just like, oh, back when I knew him, he would like tear a man limb from limb. But now he's around children with no issue. Wednesday finally realizes that she truly loves her family and realizes her feelings of isolation are just part of growing up. Now, again, weirdly similar to your plot, Pugsley will meet a weird girl, maybe she's a pyromaniac, and will finally get his kissy. Yay! The two fall quickly in love and promise to stay in touch via long distance. The movie will end with a... (laughs) Okay. The movie will end with an obligatory family reunion, which is easy because they all live in the same town now, where Jerry and Cyrus are invited as guests, since Lurch is now considered a part of the Adams family. And that is my movie. Yeah, there you go. That's my movie. So Wednesday's like, all right, these guys are my real family and I love them for who they are. Pugsley gets his kissy. All is right in the world. Lurch is like, I love being an indentured slave. (laughs) It's all solved in the end. And then because Cyrus is Lurch's brother and Lurch is technically part of the Adams family, that (laughs) in a very loose way ties into my whole theory that the the antagonist will be a member of the Adams family. But who knows? Who knows what's going to happen in the (laughs) actual movie? Yes. Oh, it's stretching so hard, it's breaking. (laughs) But we don't actually have to wait long. We don't have to wait long to find out what's going to happen in the actual movie because the movie's coming out next week. There you go. There you go. So people who are listening to this plot can go out and see how well we did. Yeah, within seven days of this episode coming out. 
So there you go. I'm actually excited to see the movie now and see who was closer. Yeah, we've made a few bold predictions there. Certainly. Apparently, a whole bunch of babies in your universe have, well, I guess in the in the trailer confirms that have been switched and have different families. Yes. Which, like I said, that's so fucked up. That's so yes. messed up. That's like one of the worst things I could imagine. <laughs> wow. Like all those parents with the wrong babies. Yes. Wow. Maybe, like, the Gomez Adams will, like, beat the shit out of Festa, like, after he tells that story. So, it's like, oh, that's so fucked up. I hate you. What's wrong with you? Even for me, Festa. Yeah. Jesus. All right. So, if you, the dear listener, have any theories on what you think is going to happen in the Adams Family 2, if you have any theories that we didn't pick up on just from watching those trailers, you can let us know in several places. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can just simply leave us a comment, drop us a little comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. Let us know any little thing that pops in your head. Yeah. Did you love the first movie? Are you excited for this one? Did you hate the first movie? Are you not excited for this one? Are you an Adams Family fan? Yeah. Which is your favourite Adams Family movie? What's your ranking of all the movies? Where does this one, where will this one rank in your little chart? <laughs> now, before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. And of course, as is standard, we're doing another episode of Actual Spoilers, where we go back and look at a movie that we've covered in the past and see how close we got to the actual plot, of course. And we said that it was going to remain, like, this is our Halloween season, so we're going to be talking about movies that are both scary and that we're scared to watch. And this is one that I saw in cinemas, and I'm definitely, oh boy, not looking forward to seeing it again. Because next week, we're going back and seeing how well we did predicting the plot of Fantasy Island. Hey, we're back. Yes. Wow. It's been a while. I forgot that we even covered this movie. Oh my god. It's, yes. I just want to warn you straight away, Matty D., this movie is painful to watch. It is <laughs> no. awful. Oh, my God. If Bloodshot is going to look like a masterpiece in comparison to this movie, this is easily, I just want to say this right now, early spoilers for next week, this is easily one of the worst, if not the worst movie that we've covered on this show. Worse than Men in Black? Oh, boy, it's worse than Men in Black. Oh, what? Words cannot describe how bad this movie is. Oh, boy. You are in for a treat. So, oh, yeah. no. Fantasy Islands uh, taking the TV show concept and turning it into a horror movie. I guess we'll see how close we got to predicting yeah. that. Yeah, and let me just, again, early spoiler warning for next week's episode. All the names on the Wikipedia page were 100% wrong, so it's going to be so confusing comparing our plot descriptions to the actual movie because the names are just completely different. So, oh, what a mess. Oh, geez. So, yeah, please... Please join us next week for that. I know you really don't want to, but yeah, please join us when we talk about how well we did with Fantasy Island. Misery loves company. And until then... See you on the road trip. (laughs) Okay. I demand justice. Someone has married my brother. No. She took him to Hawaii. Get out of here. They have moved into a large, expensive home where they make love constantly. I hate when that happens.